Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast. Every two weeks, we come together and we watch an anime separately, and then we discuss it together on this podcast like a book club, but, you know, with TV shows from Japan. And I had to give... I have to give two disclaimers about the episode we're doing right now. Uh, we watched Wonder Egg Priority. The first, the biggest one, is the main theme and discussion of this anime is suicide. It is definitely a heavy subject. It's teen suicide, and, and it's in every single episode. So it's not just like something that happens in the show. It is literally what the show is about. If that is an issue for you, please skip out on this episode. We don't want anyone, uh, you know being hurt or, or 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 just not liking the content we're making. I just want to make sure everyone's aware of what you're walking into. Second disclaimer, much less important, due to an illness by one of our hosts, uh, we <laughs> have to delay recording this episode by a week. It has been one week since we have all watched this. Now, I have notes, but I know Jeremy and Jason especially like to watch close to recording time, so it's fresh in their minds, and that could not be possible for this episode. We all try to do a little bit of recap. We'll, we'll be discussing it like we <laughs> always do, uh, and we will we will do our best. But if we're blanking or missing out on what seems obvious, that is most likely why. Again, we apologize for the inconvenience. But that it is what it is. So definitely, there was a, a, new, there was a new Path of Exile patch, so Jason got sick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was actually yesterday. So no, that was not a good excuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So to discuss Wonder Egg Priority, I do need the help of my friends, hosts. What are you guys called? Anyway, the first <laughs> off, he is the. Hollandaise sauce to my eggs Benedict. Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> I don't know what Hollandaise sauce is. It's delicious. Are you serious? Oh, okay. You're, oh. <laughs> I genuinely don't. <laughs> we can't be family anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look it up. <laughs> Super curious. Um, yeah, so I have... Uh, I've I played a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order. I know I'm late to that one as well. But, you know, that's my thing. I come to things late. Um... <laughs> I like it. It's pretty cool. I was really pissed off at the beginning because I happened to stumble across um, uh, an enemy, like some kind of big frog thing that was kicking my butt over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. And I'd beaten these frog things before. So I knew they weren't that tough. And uh, yeah, I, I'd even turned the difficulty down because I was playing it on. I'm like, hey, I, I don't want to play the game unless it's on master difficulty. Like I just I can't be satisfied with it. So I had to turn it all the way down to what was it, like Padawan, and it was still kicking my butt. So I was, I was, I was like this close to rage quitting. I had to contact Troy. <laughs> like Troy, what's wrong? Why am I failing? <laughs> so yeah, I just skipped the monster. Yeah, you'll be ready for him later. You just go yep. back later. But I got my cool orange lightsaber, so I'm happy. Nice. Yep. I I did like how that game was a blatant marketing ploy by disney when you go there at uh, disney world you can literally buy the same pieces in the game at their store to build the lightsaber oh that's funny okay to be fair you can build 
almost all the lightsabers in the movies at their lightsaber construction. It's not a ride, but you, like you go through a thing, and they just added this lightsaber to it. But yes, that's called corporate synergy, and I have no problem with with smart marketing and corporate synergy. You're like just evil. give me more, give me giant more corporation evil. Yes, but I respect synergy, <laughs> and I want their stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. We also have the mustard to my egg salad sandwich. Ugh. Jason, how you doing? <laughs> I love egg salad, so I'll take that I, as a I do, too, just I don't want mustard in it. That's, uh, mustard and eggs should not... You can't make egg salad without mustard. What's you, wrong with you? you? You put mayonnaise in something and it's a salad. That is literally what you define a salad as, so you absolutely can. <laughs> you, you are uh, incorrect, but free to have your opinion. Um, which go. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be our, that's our motto of baka baka baka. How you doing, Jason? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little sad, but also really happy with what Path of Exile has done with the new expansion. <laughs> um, no, it, I was telling Troy, imagine going back and playing Kingdom Hearts, but all your skills were reduced by 30 to 40%, like, okay. damage. Um, and then also, like, Act 1 of the game, they made harder. So, like, all these streamers that are playing hardcore are dying to stuff. In the first act that they never would have, they, they would have just ran past before. So um, it, it's healthy because they're basically trying to compete with uh, uh, Diablo 2 remake mm. that's coming out. Like they introduced like 19 new skills that nearly look identical to skills in Diablo oh, 2. Oh gosh. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. I can't wait to try Diablo 2 res- Resurrected. That's going to be so cool. If I look more bored than usual, I did already hear all this last night during <laughs> Call of Duty time. <laughs> this is my second pass through through that. I, I know. T- two sentences from Jason. Oh, God, I need a nap. <laughs> he literally started telling me last night. I'm like, stop. I know you're going to do this on the podcast. Save it. <laughs> I, I actually had more to say, but I wanted to say exactly what I said last night just because he complained. And also, guess who was MVP at the end of the night on uh, Rocket League? The drunk this guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Anyway, my my name is Troy, and I am the boo boo eggs of the group. Um, I only bring that up. I even usually name myself like that. But does anyone else? Did they call boo boo eggs? And so it's where you take and. Bread, you butter both sides, you cut it out the middle, and you fry an egg in the middle, and then you flip it. Uh, it's usually called eggs in a basket, I think. My my family called them boo-boo eggs, and I just want to find out if we were weird. <laughs> I have never heard of that. How about eggs in a basket, though? Have you heard of that? Maybe vaguely in passing, like one person in my entire life may have said it, but that would be about it. <laughs> they are absolutely delicious, but uh, all right. Well, it looks like boo-boo eggs are some kind of uh, a chocolate egg filled with goo. Oh, Interesting. Wrong. <laughs> Can't trust. I've never Google. heard of them either. I've heard of pigs in a blanket. Those. No, not the same. Those are. No. Those are good. Oh, I do like those. Eggs in a basket. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Also, then, you've just like I've got this really bad desire for uh, artichokes now. Thanks. Yeah, oh, oh, artichokes are good. All right. Uh, what I did. <laughs> this is a food <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. You know, obviously, I've been watching a lot of 
watch a lot of movies, playing a lot of video games. But I finally, I got to watch a TV show. Um, and I'm adding it to my list of great TV shows of last year. If it wasn't for Ted Lasso, it would have been the number one movie or number one TV show of the year. Because I think Ted Lasso is fantastic. Uh, Mythic Quest, also on Apple Plus, and also I get I wouldn't pay Apple Plus just to see these shows, but you know, I had bought an iPad, so I get a free year. <laughs> um, but Mythic Quest, which is uh, written by the guys from uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's about a game studio who makes an MMO RPG, very similar like World of Warcraft, and it, it's this, the story of this uh, production company and, and trying to turn out this game and add expansions and, you know, the ego-driven creative director and the executive director who no one actually listens to and the game testers, like everything. It's, you know, it's about the gaming environment. It, it was very well done and more dramatic than I thought was possible. But in the first season, there's an episode. If you don't want to watch the show, if you're like, that doesn't sound like me. And if I can convince you to watch anything, there's one episode. It's called Dark Quiet Death. And it's not about the show at all. It takes place in the 90s about this very small indie studio who makes a horror game and it becomes super popular. And it follows the studio as the game becomes the next like Resident Evil and to the point where it's making movies and all this stuff and how it destroys the creator's vision and just really getting into that that mindset and exploring that. And all within one episode all by itself. And it was so dang good. Uh, hmm. So. That is my recommendation. But the whole show itself was fantastic. Jeremy, guess what else you watched? You what watched else? Cars. No. No. Why I would you don't. waste your time? I watch Cars. So I've been doing my 100 movie poster. And no, it's not on there as one of the great 100 <laughs> movies. But my son has a similar poster to Be Like Dad. And it's kid movies. 100 kid movies. And... That's and I, I said to him, I'm like, we we got to watch Cars. We got to knock it off the list. He's like, I don't want to watch Cars. I'm like, I don't want to watch it either, man. <laughs> we got we to gotta get it off your list. So we, I watched Cars. All right. Well, and if it's I, for if it's for a young child, that's fair. <laughs> and he ended up liking it because, you know, it is a kid movie and boys and cars. And that was cool. All right. It's got Owen Wilson. We need to talk about that's the end. That's true. We're avoiding it. We're, it doesn't we're... transform. <laughs> Ciao. Anyway, <laughs> Wonder Egg priority. Let's start with our non-spoiler reviews. Jason, what did you think of this anime? Um, I'm conflicted. Um, the first half of this anime is quite nearly brilliant. Um, I don't like abstract storytelling, and they do a fantastic job with their abstract storytelling. Um. The idea of personifying some feelings along with dealing with really heavy topics, um, they like I was really getting into it. And then they just were like, you know what? There's like 14 different really cool ideas we want to shove into this thing as well. And I think it really undermined what they were trying to accomplish in that first half. Um, and so. If I were to say, you know, I really think you should watch it, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm conflicted. I, I will say this. The animation is gorgeous, mm. like nearly the entire way through. There's some scenes that are a little funky, but you don't even notice them unless you're looking for them. Um, yeah, absolute brilliant animation. Mm -hmm. All right, Jeremy, what would you think? 
Yeah, that's the first thing I was going to say is the animation is just it's so vibrant. Very, very pretty anime. Um, I kind of I kind of feel bad because I know that the studio went through some really serious troubles because of, of COVID and just because of issues in the studio. And so I it's really hard because I kind of want to give them a little bit of a, a sort of I see where maybe you were trying to go and you got a bunch of hurdles put in front of you. So this is what you wound up producing. It still has a lot of potential and it's got a lot of great moments and it's got a some really cool stuff about it. But I don't think I don't think it hit anywhere near the mark they were aiming for. Um, and I know that that is based on a lot of assumption. But I'm assuming to give them the benefit of the doubt because it kind of comes across like maybe they didn't have a strong enough editor to look at some of the things that they're laying out as as rules for their world and how things work and making sure that they stick with them and that they don't break them and that they keep everything flowing in a, in a consistently logical manner with the things that they're setting up. Um, but I will say that the characters, I, I genuinely liked. Even characters where when they were first introduced, I thought, oh, well, I know where this character is going and they're going to bore me. Um, I was I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised. So um, I could probably say just as much negative about the characters as I can positive. So in the end, my answer would be the same as Jason's conflicted. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm on the I liked it in the end, but I, I fully agree with what Jeremy's saying about like kind of giving them a pass too. of clearly there's some stumbling going on at some point in the story echoing what you guys have been saying uh but i really like the themes they explored obviously is about suicide but that that's a big issue in japan teen suicide is a, is a big deal um you know they're a little they don't really have much to say about it but they they were exploring it and exploring a lot of different aspects of it which i was into and, and where i'm i'm kind of on the opposite side of jeremy is that where he's like hey these explanations you gave you didn't tell me enough about it or they don't make sense i'm like why as soon as you started trying to explain things your themes fell apart you flushed your themes down the toilet for an explanation i would rather you don't try to explain anything at all um and, and that's where it fell apart for me but again the animation is fantastic um and i'm i'm not sure this is the end and i feel like there's plenty of time to write the ship and and fix where this story is going or at least fix the explanations you're you're trying to, to ham fist in the end. But I don't know because they were having production problems. So do they even bother with a season two? This is truly the end. That that really kind of sours the experience. Um, and this is kind of a controversial anime when I started because I finished it. And I'm like, ah, that was all right. But why is everyone so upset? And I started reading why people were so upset. And I'm like, oh, we stepped on a live wire with this one. So we <laughs> yeah. will not be really getting into that because that's not what Baka Baka is about. We're escapism. Uh, and and frivolous discussions about anime <laughs> girls and and robots. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, and that, that's how I feel. How did you guys feel about the opening and the closing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I skipped them. Like I watched them twice, and then I that was enough. I, I mean, I, they weren't awful right like i wasn't like oh this is terrible but they also weren't like i want to see these 
Yeah. I, I will say that the ending, every time it came on, it was kind of jarring because of the seriousness of the anime. And the ending is so playfully joyful. It starts playfully joyful. And I'm like, that's not this tone. That's not the tone of the anime. What are you doing? It, which is funny because that happened last episode too, I believe. Like, or maybe yeah. it was the previous. Yeah. Last time. And, uh, but I, d- I do have to say that at least a couple of the images that went through in the, in the, in the, uh, in the OP were interesting. Like they did flesh out some characters a little bit. And I think it was necessary, especially for Momo's character. I did like the OP uh, images that were there for her because it, it helped me understand her character a little bit better. And I'll mention why later. But um, yeah, other than that, it just. Eh. Eh. Yeah, and you're, you were thinking you're right, of- there was. There was one episode where one of the main characters has terror on their face. And it goes into that happy <laughs> like, duh, 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 duh. And like, you're thinking ah. of Cells at Work, uh, Code Black. Yes. We did Same Sleepy Princess last. So, but almost oh, last. Okay. Right, right. Yep. Can we go back to that anime? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was our break from serious discussions. Now yeah, we're no, into we're heavy themes again. <laughs> we're back into it. <laughs> we just All right, Jeremy. Wait. All right, Troy, what did you think of him? That was me. <laughs> uh, the intro I thought worked a little better than the outro, but that that's about it. It it didn't get me excited for the episode. I probably would have ended up skipping them, but I've committed to not skipping them, and I use it for note prep, so it's fine. And nobody was like dancing to the uh, intro or outro this time. I know uh, that sometimes uh, happens. Uh, you know, my daughter, my daughter really. So I did not tell my daughter sit down and watch this, the suicide anime with me. Uh, she had already <laughs> watched like seven episodes in. And she's actually one of the ones who kind of warned us. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this, Dad? Uh, <laughs> Never. And then I actually asked her, like, you could have just said, Dad, it's about suicide. I, I right. would have. <laughs> you didn't just have to say it's it's dark. Uh, anyway. We like dark. <laughs> she had already seen most of it. So at least I'm like, OK, well, I need to know what she's been watching, too. You're going to sit down and <laughs> make sure that we're. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's she's 15. She's she should be fine. She's past the cut off cut off age of the characters in the anime, so it's all good. Yeah. I do I do want to actually not do another another disclaimer, but I when I started watching this, in the, especially in the first episode, I'm like, I am not Japanese or a teenage girl. I'm not really sure how much I'm going to be able to relate to any of this or really know if this is how they feel and that means it's more like informational for me like oh that that's nice but i can't even tell you if it's accurate or anything so please keep that in mind i i kept having that thought like it's gonna be hard to discuss as a middle-aged white guy in america (laughs) couldn't be more disconnected from the main characters uh not that i connect with you know the teenagers and the robots either but this felt you just got to kick into your your method acting skills man (laughs) All right, let's go play it and get into it. Let's go to our spoiler warning then. Uh, so from here on out, we will be discussing spoilers. And we did watch the 12 episodes and the 13th special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that will be included in the spoilers, including like if we're talking about a character and what they are that's revealed in that final special episode. Please know that you need to have seen that for this discussion if you're worried about spoilers. Lots of warnings tonight. That's... Uh, <laughs> And I picked a good one. All right. <laughs> um, we start the anime with a young girl picking up a beetle out of the road 
and then burying it and then the beetle coming to life and two voices coming out of it to talk to her. And this girl is I. Specifically, odd eye, as in odd eye, because she has heterochromia. <laughs> uh, and she is is like a, she's our main character. So, what did we think of of her, guys? I liked her. Um, actually, I I like all the girls. Um, most of the time. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but I. I thought, you know, I liked following along with her arc, um, but her arc was a little quick. Um, man, uh, that's all I can say about this anime. I'm conflicted. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, it's interesting you mentioned in, you know, just a minute ago about not being able to identify with these these girls. True. But like I can empathize with. <laughs> what's going on and the battle of depression and, you know, uh, your options of, you know, what you're going to do about it. Or are you just going to find your way out? Um, and I think she, like the writing did a really good job of taking you along for her ride and like this, uh, overcoming of, basically being on the precipice and backing off a few steps. Like she was like for most of the anime, she's not looking down going, you know, it's time to end it. Um, she's kind of overcoming that. And I think that was really good writing. Um, and so, yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There were a lot of deep moments where she was, uh, clearly dealing with her depression. Um, but I did have an issue with how quickly she seemed to change. Like even in the first episode, when we're introduced to her in her backstory, she's the most reclusive, um, I, I, I want to say introspective, but just shy, trying to stay away from people, victim of bullying because of her heterochromia. Um, and yet very quickly for us, at least, she becomes outgoing even in the first episode with specific peers that she's kind of hunting down to be her friends, which is it's like two complete polar opposite characters already in episode one. And I, I found that to be a little bit disorienting. Now, she does kind of stay fairly consistent with that more um, aggressive in a good way, like trying to get and keep her friends throughout the rest of the anime, but it was just such a marked contrast to this is the girl we're introduced to and she's so depressed and everything is so difficult and, you know, she doesn't want to be around anybody and she's so, like, in her own head and, and separated off from everything. Um, but it didn't seem like that was consistently presented across all fronts in her character throughout. But um, I still I still found her interesting I really hated what they did with her in the special episode, though. So <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, really, a couple of things at the end in her storyline just bugged me. But the main character I, I liked. Um, I definitely understand what you're saying. And you know how I, I feel. That mm. I, I, the first episode, I feel like they gave her like this mini arc to be like, OK, here's why she's going to go from depressed to willing to do the Wonder Egg uh, challenge. 
and then we're going to set her up with another arc. But I also see what you're saying, where she's like, I'm hiding away from the world. And now episode two, she's chasing girls down and be like, be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep. uh, That definitely happens. So uh, but her her optimism is is very refreshing for a main character. And uh, I appreciate that you just put up with a character whose powers are based on her emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm so angry now. I, but I I did appreciate that that's like her war cry because it's her trying to learn to express herself because yeah. um, she's repressing so much. So her literally her battle cry is now I'm really angry because she needs to learn how to tell people how she feels. Yeah, I actually really like that um, interpretation of it. I am curious, though, do you think that they stuck with that for the battle cries of the other three girls? No, no, <laughs> no, no, I didn't think so. OK. <laughs> I don't find a ton of consistency. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like it was being made by two people at the same time. Like yeah. one, one person's like, I have these great themes. Something is like, I have a sci-fi story that has exactly. no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> yes. yes. It's Akka and Ura Akka. <laughs> I like that. Though. All right. Um, so the beetle is like, hey, you recently had a friend who committed suicide. I can't remember exactly what they say. This mm. is a very show don't tell anime. There's a lot of times where I'm like, felt like I was playing catch up to figure out what's going on. It does that very much on purpose. So we do find out that I had been bullied. A girl who was also being bullied at school became her friend and then uh, ended up committing suicide. And I has felt the loss and abandoned and sad and all and all these things um this beetle is like hey come down to this underground carnival thing that we have where there's like an arcade and a bowling alley all dilapidated and turned off but and then you pass by all these washing machines full of eggs one egg per machine and then they give her an egg and the first one's free but you got to buy the rest that's what that's their motto um and and we're we're actually meeting the characters Akka and Ura Akka. They're talking together through this beetle remotely, but they're actually two dummies in a house in this underground park that play chess or go or basically strategy games in in the yard while they encourage little girls to go battle and save suicide victims. Uh, what do you guys think? About Akka and Ura Akka. <laughs> it had to be discussed. We had to talk about them. Yep. I I liked them when they are aloof, not aloof, uh, obscured, like not knowing much about them, because um, they're definitely. There's something inhuman about them, obviously, because they're basically robots. And you're wondering for the first half of the anime, like, who are these guys? How are they involved? Why do they have these eggs? Uh, why, are, why aren't they people and they're in these dummies? Um, you know, that's that was interesting. And then it got explained. But... Um, <laughs> Which I, I think it they didn't quite trip over themselves when they did. But um, I liked these two characters, especially in their backstory. 
Um, and we'll get into that later, but I think this is a classic tale for these characters specifically, not for the store. Oh, conflicted. Um, uh, I think, I think this is a classic story of you start out with great intention. You try to get something going and then it ruins you. And these two guys trying to stay moral, um, has it, it is an interesting subplot of this anime. Mm. That's a pretty clean way to say it. Um, I really, really like the the play that they have between them, the interaction that the two of them have, and how they balance each other out. It's very interesting. I also like the fact that their names are basically indicating that they're each other's opposites, like two sides of the same coin. Um, so everything about them is supposed to kind of be like that. And that's really cool. Um, one of the issues I have with them, though, kind of stems from the same thing you pointed out, which is once we got their backstory and the mystery was lifted as to who they were and what their role was in this whole thing, it just became kind of uh, almost impossible, at least for me, to be extremely critical of their decisions and to be mm. critical of even... Even their form now, given their capabilities that we learn about as their backstory is explained, and we can get into that later, so I won't go into too much detail right now, but um, some of the things that they've done and that they do really kind of make them villains in a way, and and they do play with that to some degree uh, in the way that they talk to each other about how they're the root of possibly the, the suicide of these girls, that it's something that they did. And they know that. But I don't know if they realize exactly what part I'm thinking that they're kind of the villain for. Um, but it's it's almost sort of a, a villainy out of stupidity, which, given the level of intelligence that they're supposed to have, seems really contrived to me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. As soon as as soon as I learned about who they were and what their role was initially the whole story just started breaking down and things that beforehand I was happy to ascribe to the mystery of the, of the world, the rules that they, like you said, Troy had left unexplained to that point. Suddenly with the explanation, I just, they don't work for me anymore. So these guys are kind of a root for that problem for me. Honestly, it blows my mind that they decided to go with science as a reason for everything happening rather than magic. Like, yes, I, I, I get major Persona vibes, especially with the abstract villains of this series. And I'm, and, and Persona, just FYI, tends to be ma magic based. You're, it's gods and spirits that are warring across dimensions. And they're like, oh, we're, I want to get rid of humanity. Humanity's all greed. So I'm going to do this evil thing. And so no matter how weird and abstract Persona gets, it all fits in, inside its own logic world. These guys decided to be science and, um, you know, Aka and Uraaka are the center of that, the, the the driving force of that, and so that that does definitely frustrate with me. Then, um, but also I compare this anime a lot to Magic and Madoka. So when I saw these guys, I'm thinking Kyubei, right? Mm. And and I really like Uraaka because of that comparison. Because while Aka is the play things close to the vest, but is more caring um, and sensitive, Uraaka is like, no, I'll just tell you the whole conspiracy right now. You're, you're, yeah, we're we're putting you in your life in mortal danger. You could die. 
straight up. And like Akka's like, hey, maybe like be a little chill. He's like, no, I'm just going to tell him the truth. Why would I lie to him? And <laughs> that was really refreshing, especially when I thought they were going to go in a very Cube, are we evil? And they kind of do. But again, Uraaka, if you ask him straight out, are you evil? He'd probably be like, yeah, we're, we're a little evil. You know, <laughs> we've done some evil things. And that was refreshing in that that mysterious character that he didn't overplay things close to the vest. He was willing to answer if you asked him. And I, I like that about Uraka. But again, the fact that many of the issues I have with the story come from these characters is a bit of a, a disappointment. Yeah. All right. So she gets an egg and then she goes home and she has this egg with like a serial number on it. And she's trying to bite oh. it. Oh, I looked that up. That number is actually the name of the girl inside of it in the gold bug code from Edgar Allan Poe's poems. So it's a cipher. If you actually just use his gold bug cipher, you see the name of the girl in the egg. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yep. I figured out in the OP, the <laughs> eggs were the colors of the girls. So I also am clever. Oh, that is good. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> at night she'll just sneak out but she must fall asleep and she ends up in a dream world that is her high school and she sees like girls writing die 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 on a locker but their faces are blurry basically she's seeing like bullies around um, she goes into the bathroom and the toilet paper who's actually Uraaka and Aka yells at her break the freaking egg uh, and so she gets mad and she throws it and it cracks and then it grows and it turns in it releases a girl. And so these eggs are girls who have committed suicide. And what you have to do is battle the motivation behind their suicide in monster form and save them. Also, there are these little these. The first ones you see, they're called Sino evils. Right. Um, so at this point, I'm like, OK, I, I kind of see where you're going with this. I thought this whole theme of the Santa is going to be like, if you're willing to battle to the death. To save a girl from suicide due to bullying or whatever, aren't you willing to say something before it's too late? You know, can't you have the courage? For, and I'm like, that's a good message and theme. I am down with that. And they never get around to that. And then they flush their whole theme down the drain. <laughs> because, yeah, there's there's these little monsters called Cena Weevils that they, they have to run away from. And and then eventually we meet what's called a wonder killer. So each each wonder egg girl has a wonder killer again the motivation um this one is the girl's bully and she's not much of a monster she's actually just got a blurry face and i actually when she meets the girl and they're being chased they, they hide in the cafeteria they introduce each other and then she realizes oh they're not after me they're only trying to attack the wonder egg girl i don't have to do anything and she lets her run off by herself and just stays in the cafeteria um, but eventually I, uh, and then she runs into a statue of her friend, her friend's name, Koito, the, uh, on the edge of the high school building she jumped off of as a statue. Uh, and she decides she's going to help and she kills the wonder killer. Her, her multicolor pen turns into a big giant halberd. I don't know. Like a mace. Yeah. A big giant yeah, mace. Big weapon. Warhammer mace thing. Yeah. Uh, that she smashes her with. And then she notices that the statue gets a little warmer and it's implied if you save enough wonder eggs, the girl that committed suicide will come back to life. You're wi- you you will can have wish to bring your friend back. So I have a question. How did this wonder egg girl know that they were called Sino Evils? 
Well, so See? yeah, go, go I, ahead, Troy. My guess is that they name them themselves because the exact same things are in Rika's world, and they're called bystanders, but they look exactly the same to me. Really? Yeah, Rika said they're called bystanders when they were with the twins, and they go up the lighthouse. She said they're called bystanders. She said that's oh, fascinating. I missed that. Huh? Were you guys watching it in dub or sub? I dubbed. Uh, yeah, dub. The, the special episode. Okay. I don't like reading. Sworn, <laughs> I know. I just didn't know if this one came out in dub or not. I just I could have sworn that they were always see no evils. But um, I, I the reason I was asking was because it seems like she's already been through this. It seemed like she recognized the situation. Yeah. And what was going on? So does that mean that she's been saved before or that she has died before when being rescued from the Wonder Egg? And I we don't have an answer. I know it's pure speculation that right, I'm asking right. for here, but it was just something that crossed my mind because um, I thought it was really intriguing at the time. I was like, oh, this is really cool. How does she know? Was she a, was she one of the girls that was like saving them and then she committed suicide at some point and now she's stuck in the egg worlds? You know, they never answer that. And at this point, I really liked that. I thought this is, they're creating, it was like Lost in you know, the first few episodes. Just give me more questions. It's all good. You know the problem with Lost is when Lost ends, no one's happy. That's right. Nobody. <laughs> yes, that is and, absolutely right. And I and I will die on this hill. I don't think it's Lost's fault. I think yeah. no one will ever be satisfied with answers to stuff like that. Um, yeah. Stephen King has that problem with his stories, too. People tend to get dissatisfied with the end of Stephen King's stories because they're really good mysteries. And then they're like, oh, but I'm not satisfied. Yeah, no one ever is. It's, yep. it's hard to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. OK. No, I'll, I'll, I'll comment on it when we get there. All right. So the girl is saved and she disappears, which they disappear in a cloud of smoke. And then when she wakes up, I actually has to be hospitalized because she had taken a cut and then healed very quickly in, in the egg world dream world whatever you want to call it um she had gotten cut but that you you heal you're basically almost immortal um but the damage carries over to your physical body and so her mother and her teacher uh how <laughs> get her hospitalized um and she had met and then she goes back to buy an egg and that's where she actually meets the dummy forms of akka and ura okay. mm-hmm Uh, and then we see another girl buying eggs. And so the next couple of episodes are each introducing a girl. Um, th- this is where Jeremy was talking about. He- she's trying to meet this other girl. The other girl is blowing her off and is like, tell you what, you buy them like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll buy eggs Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> um, what? This is Nehru. What do you guys think of her? Early on, um, she was a little confusing because it was like, what? Why are you such a jerk? <laughs> and like, I get standoffish people and then she's buying eggs. So that implies that she wants to commit suicide as well. Um, so. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, she had someone who committed suicide. And she's trying to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking. About oh, I thought all right. these girls were dealing with not only a person that committed suicide in their life, but also like suicide themselves. It does seem like they have the baggage. I mean, we we can get yeah. evidence that I would have if she was in a different situation, if she never met Koido, if if that's the proper pronunciation. But um, and it does seem like uh, Rika 
that we're going to introduce to in a yeah. bit. Like she cuts. So there's the possibility and then maybe intention there. I, I was under the impression that if you were buying eggs, it's because not only did you have somebody you're looking to save, but you stumbled across that because you were about to off yourself as well. That was my understanding. It, that definitely makes sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was in there. I don't remember. I don't think it's ever explained, though. The, no. The oh, no, are... it, it was not explicitly said, okay. but that, that was the impression I got. But, okay. That's the impression that uh, it gets. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very standoffish. She's, um, like I said, kind of mean, but I like her a character in addition to the four girls we're going to meet. Um, or at least you know, the four of the group. Uh, she's, yeah, she she's probably one of the more interesting characters within this story. Mm-hmm. I actually liked her quite a bit um, until the special episode, of course. And <laughs> um, I thought she was a great counterpoint to I and especially Rico when Rico shows up. She was really, really entertaining as like the quiet always irritated obnoxious um but not obnoxious in a cute way but obnoxious in like a a rich girl looking down on everybody way and it needed that it was a good balance um but yeah they completely ruined her in my opinion in the special episode But Jeremy, you love robotic, <laughs> emotionless characters. <laughs> I do. She's a robot Sundere. <laughs> um, I liked her her bluntness, right? She's just like, I tell things the way they are. And she's dealing with these emotional teenage girls who <laughs> don't want to hear the straight up truth. And she, there are a couple of times where she would say something. And I'd be like, well, that's outlandish. And then the characters would be like, that's completely true. Like when she's like, oh, I think you like this person. And I was like, well, that's not what they're saying. Oh, that's that's accurate. Yeah, she's <laughs> uh, so she, in an anime that doesn't really want to tell you what's going on, she actually was really helpful <laughs> as a character <laughs> for me. But um, I, I did like that contrast with the other girls who are who are especially Rika dealing in half truths and, and covering up intentions. Uh Nehru is very much on the ball with the truth. She knows what she's, why she's doing this. She knows what she wants. Um, yeah. And I'll say I like the twist of the special episode if it wasn't a different anime. Right. I agree with that. It's a cool story twist. And, and that happens a lot with the, when we get into the sci fi explanation stuff, is like, um, this is cool sci fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of throwing away everything else, though. And I know we, Jason, you've said that to us, and, and Jeremy, you've said that we all very much are in that same boat. Um, so that's not just me, or even just my idea. Uh, all right, so Nehru, they, yeah, they they set up. Hey, we'll do this at different times. Uh, we go back to Egg World, um, and she accidentally. I, I, brought... I loved it how when she gave her her number, she's like, "Don't abuse my contact information." <laughs> I'm sorry, but. <laughs> so hard when yep. she said that. I was I like, this is my favorite character. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to pick her for your favorite character. I'm like, this is this is the Jeremy Ringer right here. Yep, yep. But, um, so this next Wonder Egg girl is a baton gymnast uh, ribbon dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, her Wonder Killer was her coach, who appears as like, 
markers for boobs uh, that oh, shoot. God. She was such a funny monster. <laughs> yeah, Again, this was the strangest monster I think I've ever seen drawn. This is this is very this is a very persona looking monster. Like like there's some sexuality to it. That's She's like squirting liquids on her from her yeah. multiple boobs. It was yeah. so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> uh and, and i has to to help battle and while we're battling, we're finding out more about her backstory about the the friend and like i said i've already revealed that but uh this enemy very much sprinkles that information in s- small little flashbacks of what actually happened um like we see kueto getting bullied and her clothes being thrown in the garbage which does mm-hmm. not add up with what we're told later and that i have a big issue with but we'll get to that mm-hmm. at that reveal um and then, yeah, they show I trying to record her being bullied. That's right, and, she, and she's hiding in a locker, and she mm-hmm. she gets scared and fails to do it. Um, so I resolves to help, and she gets the ribbon and uses that as a weapon. She gets ink on her face, and she manages to defeat the the Wonder Killer anyway. So it was kind of weird how she could use the ribbon to both grapple onto things and cut through things. That bugged me. Not if it's a magic girl with ribbon, yeah. Well, and that's part of the abstractness of it, right? Because it's her dream. And that, that they established that pretty early on, that when you're in your own dream world, not only are you mortal, but they seem to have the ability to summon powers that they may not have been had to begin with. So, so it's kind of their own imagination. I guess that makes me wonder where the line is drawn. Like, what can you and what can't you do? Hmm. It, in In the dream world, I don't think you should try to look at too many rules there. I think... The only rules that we're looking at is the statue and the girl, the yeah, the, the girls that come out, the eggs can be killed. I think that's probably about all you should. Uh, well, I understand what you're what you're saying, but if that were true, then you couldn't do science in it because it wouldn't be consistent enough to do science. So you wouldn't be able to create right. that again. Conflicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, I totally agree with you in the sense of, like, it's a dream, so it's going to be ethereal, it's going to be whatever you think it is. But but then Ura, Aka, and Aka ruin it. <laughs> so, after the big battle, um, Nehru is in the hospital from damage in her last battle in the Wonder Egg, and I goes to visit her, and she does convince her to be friends. And convinces her with, like, logic. Like, logically, we could do it like this, and that could make things better. And she's like... I see the the reasoning behind that. Okay, we'll be friends. Which is funny we'll because, be because she has to, yeah, she has to do it while she's stuck in a bed, locked down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you think she actually saved all those girls? Because you saw she got like like eight eggs or something. It was a ridiculous number of eggs, and then she manages to come back and she's absolutely destroyed. So, how come it took her just as long? to save her statue as it took the rest of them. Oh, is she doing multiple eggs at a night? I just thought she was making it so she didn't have to come visit very often. But yeah, nope. that yours makes more sense. That, yeah, she's cracking all the eggs and going, Yeah. holy moly. Yeah, she went in all at once. And I think she failed. Because she still finished around the same time as them. And if we're assuming that they were all getting eggs at about the same rate, That's she should have finished way hospital. before. Yeah. Right, then we meet a new girl, uh, and we're introduced to her. She has, like, exacto knife, but dual-wielding daggers that she can also throw as boomerangs. Uh, and she, we find out she used to be an, an idol girl, 
We see her defeat a wonder killer, and then she goes and talks to her statue and points out that it's fat um, and kind of bullies the statue. And this is uh, another next main character, which is Rika. Uh, Your guys' thoughts on Rika? She felt very much probably she was probably the most stereotypical, if you will, of a depressed teenager with a facade on the outside. Um, and I like, I, I actually, I think that's one thing I appreciate, appreciate about these first seven episodes is that all four girls have their own issues and their own like situations. No two girls are the same as far as why they might be depressed or why they're trying to, uh, bring back the person, their statue person i I actually Uh, i want to build on that just a little bit even the the egg girls i really liked how they explored a lot of different avenues of of suicide and um you know there there's there's sexual assault there's the the bullying there's the the coach um all these different reasons and, and you know it's focused on teen girls but it still wasn't just like oh every girl was bullied and and yeah. committed suicide they they really expanded on it like i said they explored the theme really well i just don't really know if they have a message of the theme very well but sorry i didn't mean to take your no i it, it totally agree with you um so but as far as uh, i and that's the cool thing is that even though we have four basic main characters they all kind of share the spotlight um they did a really good job sharing that spotlight, not feeling like one was uh, over saturated than the others. Um, obviously, I is our main, main character, uh, but I felt each girl got a really good showing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I absolutely love this character. I thought she was really funny. Her boisterousness and charm was great especially when I found out it was all a facade. Um, to me, that just made it even more interesting. Uh, I think two of the two of the things that she did that were my, my favorite were just finding out that the person she's trying to save, she's constantly insulting. <laughs> and yet she doesn't feel that way genuinely anymore. Right. Like she even didn't really at the beginning feel that way genuinely. But you were going to say something, Troy? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, oh, I keep buddied in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, no, because that's we come to the scene where the next world we see, um, where they share it, and they're like, "Well, her feelings are stronger." Yes. Yeah. So even though she's she's the one bullying her statue, but she actually cares more than than I does about her friend. So that yes. I love that. Yeah, that that moment actually blew my mind when the anime chose to say that because she was so such a bully to that girl. It was great, fantastic. The other thing that that I really liked about her was. Uh, when she was being completely real about the situation, even though she's got this facade and she's so fake about everything, she's the most genuine person when it comes to the situation they're in. And you brought this up in the pre-show, but I was thinking about it too, that she will just come right out and say, why are we risking our lives for this? They chose to commit suicide. You know, that was their decision. Why are we suffering to try and bring them back? What if they don't even want to come back? You know? And those are real questions that anyone who's actually, you know, in a difficult situation is going to think about all the different angles of their situation. But a lot of times it's glossed over 
in an anime or other storytelling as well. And so to have her do that, I thought was really nice. And she was consistently the character that was kind of um, questioning whether or not the group decision was the right decision. She did that a lot. And I liked that. Yeah, just like you said, the fact that they use Rika to explore, I like that they explore all the different ways that suicide happened, but they're also exploring all the different feelings you have after a suicide, the guilt, the the loss, but also anger and resentment and and just and not saying like none of these emotions are wrong or right, but just that these are natural emotions that would occur in people when, when a suicide happens. Um, and, and so and I think you're, you're absolutely right. Most anime would try to stick to we're just sad this happened. And mm-hmm. the fact that this anime is willing to say it's also you, you'd feel like you got abandoned. You'd feel angry and resentment towards that that's a very natural emotion for her to feel um that they even took the time for that through rika was great and then everything else you said about her persona versus what what's real with her um was great and i like when she and nehru have scenes together because <laughs> it's a great clash yeah it is you're you uh, ticklish <laughs> but we do we do uh officially meet her when when i meets her and she's like hey the girl i'm trying to save used to be my wallet uh could <laughs> yeah. you and i don't have my wallet anymore could you spare me some bucks to buy some eggs because you had to, you had to pay for the eggs yourself um and when she like clearly and she i also love that she's like my father always told me when we find out she doesn't have a father and has never met her father so uh, all this fatherly advice she uses as an excuse uh, um but she kind of latches on to i and i goes to visit nehru in the hospital and rika comes along we find out she used to be a, a former teen idol and then she just keeps worming her way into her life shows up at her house and is like i invites herself over for a sleepover uh, and then when they go to sleep, they wake up in Rika's dream. This is what, what it's referring to. And the Akas explain, yeah, if you fall asleep at the same time near each other, science, uh, you end up in the same <laughs> dream world. <laughs> Thank you. I, again, like, just say magic. Just say magic. Yes. And it's uh, yes. you hand waved it all. Anyway, um, so much- <laughs> yeah. So and they have. Two two girls, I, I don't know if they're twins or sisters or, or just two best friends, but two girls who were fans of a different teen idol, um, and they committed suicide because that teen idol had also committed suicide. So a very different reason for suicide, right? Um, and then their wonder killer is another fan who was abusive to other fans or then something else. It doesn't really matter. Like she, she was a she was a super fan that was stalking the guy. That, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I don't understand how that's a trauma that drove them yeah. to suicide. That I do not understand this trauma. Nope. And there's there's another trauma too. The, the trauma thing doesn't really always land. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we find out about Rika's friend that died, and that she was a fan of Rika. Um, and had been giving a bunch of gifts to Rika and giving her money and all this stuff, but had been stealing it to be able to give it to her. And Rika, actually being a good person, to just put a stop to that, had said, like, no more. You're not my fan. You're not my friend. We're done. Quit doing this. But that rejection hit her so hard that she actually committed suicide. Um, and Rika holds herself responsible. So that's why she's going through this. And the, the episode ends with Rika getting hit by the Wonder Killer and turned to stone. 
And then the next episode starts with a different girl fighting a battle. <laughs> Ends on this big cliffhanger. Um, oh, there was there was one important thing. Uh, I, when she got mad in, in that last episode and was fighting powerfully, had thought about if Koito had asked me to commit suicide with her, I would have. And that's really important to me because there's another scene there at the end that I actually think was really well connected thematically that we'll get to. Mm. Um, anyway, this next girl is uh, Momoe, but they call her Momo. Um, I really liked her. I got Sailor Jupiter vibes from her, and that was one of my favorite Sailor Scouts. So what do you guys think of Momo? I, I really like this character. Um, brought up ended up bringing up some really interesting story threads. Um, I I liked how I didn't mistake who she was. Just immediate was like, wow, you have a really pretty neck. Um, (laughs) kind of gave me the good feelings, uh, that they, they ended up having a really nice relationship after that. Um, and her, uh, her battles were interesting because the girls that she kept saving kept falling in love with her. And it was, it was tough to watch her go through basically that loss every single time she was doing an egg and she was willing to do that to, to save her stat, her person in a statue. So, um, yeah, I thought she was a very dynamic character that I, I liked watching. I did not think I was going to like this character because I thought, Oh, they're they're just gonna do the predictable, boring thing here. They don't have a boy in the show, so they're gonna make a boy, and that's where I thought they were going with it. And where they actually went with this character completely subverted my expectations in in a really interesting way because um, she was she was fascinating. Like I was riveted to this character, trying to understand what's going through her mind, what's motivating her. Where does she actually stand on the issues like with her friend? What's her relationship with her friend that she's trying to save? And what is what is her reaction to the way that these girls are kind of throwing herself themselves at her? And uh, it was really entertaining to me. It was it was very interesting uh, to explore that. And so I actually really enjoyed Momo's character. Um, I Never would have put her together with Sailor Jupiter, but now that you mention it, I actually can totally see it. <laughs> she is she is tough. Um, but uh, yeah, I I find her to be really interesting because she loves cute things. She's good at cute things, and yet she doesn't allow herself to indulge in these cute things. And I don't know why. I can only speculate as to what exactly is her motivation for it. Um, but she dresses herself in a very masculine way. But then at the same time, she's frustrated that people don't see her in a feminine way. And I think it's absolutely fascinating to watch this. Um, because she knows the difference between a feminine, a feminine attire and masculine attire because she has a dress in her closet that she happily gets into at one point in the anime. And so so watching this character's decisions and just trying to get in her head was really interesting to me. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Momo as a character. Yeah, like I said, my, my favorite character getting those those Jupiter vibes. And yes, I used to be a big fan of the like old Sailor Moon on, on Toonami. And most people are probably not old enough to know what that is. Um, 
or what it was. I'm sure. I think it's still going. Anyway, I I didn't even realize how attached I became to this character. But there's an episode where she's out on a date and just happy as can be. And I was just overwhelmed with joy for the yep. character. Like, I'm so happy to see her happy. Um, and it caught me by surprise. I'm like, oh, oh, I adore this character. Um, she's so cool. And I, yeah, um, she definitely explores some of the more complex themes of, of the anime that don't have to do with, with suicide, but still kind of adjacent to it. Um, and, and, you know, that makes her very interesting. I, I enjoyed her a lot. Um, yeah, so she's battling a, a molester who the girl who committed suicide he had molested her. She had told her father and her father had been fired from the company to just kind of cover it up. And she ended up committing suicide out, out of guilt over all that. Yeah. Her mom even said, why'd you have to say anything? Why couldn't yeah. you just take it? Like it was very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and meanwhile, uh, <laughs> that's a rough one. <laughs> Moving on. There's yeah. also at the time we're recording, there's, there's literally like, parallel stuff in in modern news that that's going on with certain video game corporations that um, I, I don't want to comment on it's getting cold outside <laughs> <laughs> anyway <Subtle. laughs> both ba- then we can start going back and forth between both battles um i is using the the like the lights from the 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 two girls that are fans and that's helping her battle and we see both egg girls helping in the battle and I, I thought that was a nice little thematic thing that they did both egg girls actually help in the defeat of their own wonder killers for but i ended up not fully killing hers uh rika comes back she's like yeah you get turned to stone you still heal real fast um <laughs> com- they do a super cool combo attack and they they take out um, so how do you think that combo? How do you think that stone effect would have affected her real body in the real world? Like, how do you think that should have manifested? Sore muscles for three days. Oh, that's all it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, a rash. What do you want petrification to be? <laughs> I don't know. This is where it just starts breaking down for me. The rule of anything you experience in this world is going to happen to your body in the real world. That. It's like, yes, it works for the liver shot. Yes, it works when uh, Nero goes into the hospital. And then, hey, don't worry about it. We got our we got our big in-your-face moment because it's so cool. It's such a cool idea. We'll just let it go now because it'd get in the way of the storytelling and the plot. So at the time of watching it, I kind of wrote it off as like, we know it exists. And so now we're not, not going to take time to dwell on it. Just assume that they're dealing with damage after each battle. But... There's also no attention to detail of like hair or scratches still remaining or anything like that. So I definitely see your issue with it as well. Yeah, it was definitely inconsistent. It did bug me as well. Yeah. Um, There's uh, also the fact uh, that nobody bullied her for her heterochromia, even though apparently that was such bad bullying that she was, you know, would have committed suicide if Coito hadn't been there. But we never see anyone bully her. Everyone compliments her on her heterochromia. Yeah. So there's that, too. Anyway. I'm just trying to fill the air <laughs> while you're reading your notes. Thank you. 
the full groups meet. Momo ends up meeting. She actually meets Rika and Nehru first, and they're like, oh, what a handsome boy. And she runs off upset and runs into I and runs like, oh, what a pretty girl. She's like, wait, you know I'm a pretty girl? She's like, yeah, I can tell you're a pretty girl. And then they all laugh about it and talk about girl stuff. Is this when they start talking about how cute Adam's apples are? Yep. Oh, it's... my God. I laughed so hard. And I asked my wife. I was like, okay, is this something? Like, do girls look at, is it Adam apples, calves, and butts? Is that is that the thing that women look at? She... No, apparently Adam's apple is not something she's ever heard girls like either. <laughs> so <laughs> I was laughing so hard at this. All right, so uh, in our next episode, we see Nehru battling a a wonder killer who thinks he's a god, and she manages. She, her weapons are really cool. It's like a sniper SMG. Yeah. It's a gun basically that, that transforms all the different forms and can be a rocket to propel her around. I, her her weapon's probably the coolest. I'd agree with that. Yep. Then they all go over to a sleepover at Ice House, and um. While but there, Ice mom is so happy because yeah. she has friends. Yes, and we also need to talk about the other reason Ice mom has been so happy, which no, is Ice teacher and her have been spending a lot of time together. Mostly because mm-hmm. I hasn't been going to school since her friend committed suicide, and he's been bringing her his homework. But they like always they seem to be coming out of like the bedroom <laughs> whenever he's there. Yeah. Um, but we've also seen flashbacks of like Kyoto hugging him in class, and he at one point was drawing Eye for an art project. And then Kyoto clearly kind of jealous manipulated I into quitting so that she could become the subject of the art. Um, and so there's this constant running theme of was Kyoto really my friend or was she using me? And and then also what is up with this teacher? And they actually are discussing this in this sleepover. They're like, because Rika's like, oh, maybe the teacher did something to her and that's why she committed suicide because it's a big mystery why she would do that. Um, and it turns out it's Momo's uncle. <laughs> and she's like, no, my uncle's the coolest. Uh, quit saying that. Uh, and she gets all offended about it. Um, one neat thing about the animation here is you can tell that Momo is related to this teacher. Like they did a really good job in like their similarities. Yeah, well, they did. So we see we see Nehru fight a, I would say a vain Wonder Egg girl, and and her reason of suicide was literally to stop her own aging, and she ends up having to sh- kill the Wonder Egg girl to defeat the Wonder Killer because she also is the Wonder Killer because she's her own reason for suicide. Specifically, she kills her hair. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, Evil then, hair, <laughs> you gotta kill your source of vanity. The group all meet at where at the the underground arcade area, and they talk the Akas into turning on the machine so they can just hang out and talk. We find out the reason Momo's friend committed suicide. Um, Momo's best friend was the only person who ever treated her as a girl, but then Momo's best friend also ended up being gay and hitting on her and trying to to have sex with her. Momo freaked out, rejected her, and then she had committed suicide. So she's trying to bring her back again. Very heavy themes in in Momo's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she tells everybody this. And this is the then we get the scene of Rika, like, maybe we should all just stop buying eggs, you know, and, and exploring mm-hmm. that idea. I gets really upset about it. And Nehru is like, I'm not doing this for the other person. The person who committed suicide was my sister. And she stabbed me with a knife 
and then ran off and committed suicide. <laughs> and she's like, well, that's even more reason not to bring her back. She's like, I'm not. I have a little bit of a contention because we end up seeing like she's in the shower and we get a back shot of her. Thank you. Stab is stab is not the word I would yes. use. Yes. <laughs> 100% agree with you. She's More like huge, attempted surgery. Like her spine was to taken remove out. her yeah. spine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like Nehru, the scar is ne- enormous. Nehru Ew. says the scar constantly hurts except for when she when she battles eggs, the pain <clears throat> it fades away. But that's just her data input sensors. Uh, <laughs> so they all go buy an egg. Then let's see what's next. Uh, oh, the Ceno evils get stronger and become haters. Okay, this gave me serious super giant games vibes, like Bastion and Transistor, where all the enemy characters have names for some kind of of um, thematic connection. Yes, very thematic names, and I actually kind of like this. Um, it, it was a little bit on the nose. I saw, because I looked at a couple of the reviews, too, just to see, like, wow, there's it's so polarized. People it either is. absolutely love this anime or they hate it. And um, I saw this come up in one of the anime, or one of the reviews that I, I skimmed through was, like, they hated that they're called see no evils and haters and because it's just too on the nose. And I kind of get where they're coming from because it reminded me of a sort of intentionally on the nose naming scheme. But Maybe it's just nostalgia. I actually really like that. I I really liked it because, well, while the Wonder Killer is the thing that made you commit suicide, the see no evils are all clearly not helping and and adding mm-hmm. to that. And then also the haters are even more active in that. I I, I like what that's trying to say. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, the the these new more powerful haters. Um, are too strong for them and they end up having to hide with their eggs and, and they're told by the Akas, all right, you're not going to go fight the, the wonder killers. Just hide for now. Wait till the school bell or wait till the bell's up, the time's up and then you'll, we'll figure it out next time. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the Akas and the Akas give them power ups. <laughs> Pokeballs. Yeah. Which are little pendants. And then they have to hatch them in the real world, which they each get a little animal. There's a, I gets a lizard, Rika gets a turtle, mm-hmm. Momo gets a crocodile, and Nehru gets a snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're little tiny, but when they're in the dream world, they're big and they eat haters. Which Okay, I don't really get the theme of having pets that eat haters, but they're, they're cute <laughs> and they're adorable. Yeah. I don't get it either. Um. And they can and, also talk through these pendants because these creatures come out of pendants and they wear the pendants. Yeah, now now so they, they have a communication device. Yep, mm-hmm. that does happen without explanation. You're right. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I bites the next wonder killer, which is an invisible wonder killer because her egg girl is psychic, and they end up having to work together to defeat her, and she ends up being able to see her eventually. Uh, but what's really going on with I in this episode? So they start doing this where they're like. There's the outside the dream world story and then the the, the egg battle and they kind of splice back and forth. Um, I was complaining again because her mom and the teacher have come to her and I said, we're going to start dating. We would like your permission. And she's really upset about this. So she's complaining to her friends. And Nehru points out 
after they have the isn't maybe he's a rapist maybe he's a you know molester who knows uh <laughs> Nehru points out i actually think what's going on is that you like the teacher and uh she gets really upset about this she uses it to power herself up during her battle wins the battle and then goes and takes a bath yeah this is a part where like i don't know if this is real for a, a teenage girl this but she takes a bath she gets upset she dresses haphazardly, runs out into the rain, runs all the way to school, grabs her teacher's arm and says, I'm coming back to school. That's, yeah. So, and this is, I actually kind of appreciated. The scene's beautiful, by the way. I do want to say the scene is beautiful. (laughs) Well, right, right, right. No, but it was. Um, I liked the frenzy uh, a mental frenzy of being a teenager and not mm-hmm. knowing because what's really interesting about this anime is we don't get clear answers on who this guy like is except that he's a teacher and he's into her eyes mom but we, we don't know if he was abusing anybody we don't know if he was uh, just a nice guy comforting somebody we don't know like there's a lot of questions and you don't think they're answered. I I feel like they answered them and and totally answered them wrong. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think they were answered. I think we had a bunch of perspectives given on who this guy was and it's, I'm not, I'm unsure. Cause they give an answer, but uh, you're saying it was, because it kind of came from him, it could be false. Who gave the answer, I guess, is the better question. He, he did. Well, I mean, if you're hurting somebody under the table, are you going to say how much of a bad guy you are? I, I get I get, I get. get that's what you're saying. You're not trusting him in his answer. Well, no, and that's, a, that's what I'm trying to get at, is that we have his answer, and then we have a bunch of different perspectives of other people's viewpoints but we never get like um a third party that was involved or video footage of disproving or proving a particular thing right it's all he said she said right and yeah i'm leaning more towards he's just kind of an innocent bystander as a teacher uh it, it, at least that's how the anime seems to portray it is that he was, you know, this scene of him walking in on her friend hugging the teacher, the look in her eyes made it look like she had, uh, you know, hugged him for comfort. And it wasn't necessarily a, a nefarious thing going on. Um, and like you said, uh, her friend pushed her out so she, she could be the the subject as if she had a crush on him. Um and so it it's what I appreciate about this is that there's so many conflicting things going through her head. And here she goes just charging out into the rain <laughs> after jumping out of a bath to then go just inform him that she's coming back to school. I, I, I like this is what I'm getting at. OK, I I only issue I had with it is that it just seemed like it was more extroversion from her more impulsive outward behavior and it still just kind of bugged me how quick she was making her progress can 
Can you share your thoughts on the teacher, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I was absolutely enthralled with the story that they were telling, and I really genuinely thought that they were headed towards him being a pervert. But it didn't go that way. And all the evidence seems to point to him being the good guy, being a, just like you said, an innocent bystander. I mean, there's even the fact that when they went to to view the picture that he submitted to the gallery, the picture was not of I as a little girl. It wasn't her as the 14 year old. It was I grown up. It was her mom. Now, if he was really a creepy guy, he probably would have submitted I her picture. You know, that would have been more evidence that that's he right. would be completely incapable of realizing what that would what that might mean. Not that you can't paint a picture of a 14 year old and it be, you know, but I'm just saying in the context of this anime, yeah. that would have been more of a clue that he was the bad guy. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I took the exact same. I took the picture because we, we see the picture and I is like, oh, you really love my mom. And I thought that was the anime mm -hmm. saying this guy is 100 percent genuine. And then in the next yeah. episode, we get his explanation about what happened with Kyoto. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, I felt like the anime was giving a this is safe. This is narrative. This is real yeah. uh, and, and trustworthy information. And then I was like, wow, that is. That is kind of messed up that you chose that story. Be <laughs> Not that I want the teacher to be a, a pervert, but when we're dealing right. with so many people committing suicide and, and, you know, how hard that is. And then to have one person be like, oh, but this person was a crazy person <laughs> yes. and slipped and fell and right. uh, totally no one to blame but themselves. I'm like, that is uh, really uncomfortable. Yeah. With everything we've explored. So I, it's not that it's not that I want the teacher to be a pervert. I, just, I guess I didn't like that Kyoto ended up just being this crazy <laughs> psycho girl who goes to schools and tries to get teachers to bang her and then right. <laughs> this fake suicide in a story about how heavy suicide is and on exploring all these different aspects of suicide. Um, it just felt really a little inappropriate and out of left field in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Well, it also really goes against where they take things from, like, episode 10 on when they start to get the background yeah. backstory of Uraaka and Aka. Like, with all these other characters, they're supposed to be some kind of influence on teenage girls that's causing right? them to commit <laughs> suicide. Too. And so this is just an accidental one, but she qualifies to show up in an egg. Or not to show up in an egg, but she qualifies to be brought back as a suicide that shouldn't have happened, which is supposed to only be in the cases where they're influenced by this third party. Like, right. Because this wasn't even suicide. It was an accident. But yeah. let's not forget in episode two, we saw a bunch of she is being bullied. They're burning her clothes and I is trying to record girls true. beating her up. Mm -hmm. So was that not real? Was that just also randomly happening while she was a crazy person trying to get teachers to? Exactly. It's so weird. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, there are people who get bullied and don't commit suicide. Right. So in. She may have been one of those where oh, she no, no. never I, have committed suicide. I'm I, just thinking of the context. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree that she's not a suicide person. It doesn't make sense for her to be an egg. I, I do. Yeah. I 100% agree with That's that. That's so weird. I'm just saying, why did the story even bother setting up like the bullying storyline if that wasn't the answer? And yeah. it feels like they switched gears at one point and were like, well, maybe the teacher won't be the bad guy. Yes, it does feel like that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so she's going to come back to school, and I guess she's okay with her feelings for uh, her new stepdad? Sure. <laughs> What's right. a crush? 
She'll get over it. Yes, she will. <laughs> Better to like your stepdad than hate him, right? Um, yep. <laughs> I'm getting ready for school the next day. She texts her friends. Um, oh, and then, uh, so this is Rika's birthday episode. Uh, Rika, uh, we see her her mom who runs a bar downstairs who's hung over every morning because she drinks with all her patrons every night. Um, and it's Rika's birthday. And she's like, here, take some cash. And she's like, I don't want your cash. Uh, which is funny because Rika takes cash from everybody, right? But not <laughs> mom. Uh, and we find out, and Rika combines with her friends, that her big issue with her mom is that she really wants to find her dad. Her mom is not sure who the dad was because she used to be an escort. And she has like six pictures and she's like, it could be one of these guys. I think the biggest thing was that she actually let her on. Yeah. And I think like, that pissed her off. I'll tell you someday. Mm-hmm. And then when the day comes, she just hands her a bunch of pictures and is like, could be one of these. I don't even know if it's one of them, though. Like, oh, that would be, mm, I'd be pissed off, too. Um, yeah, so Nehru says something. Oh, she calls her codependent. You and your mom are codependent on each other, even though you clearly both have problems. And she's right. But, of course, you know, then Rika's all pissed off. Uh, this all comes to a battle in the egg world. Marika is fighting against a cultist and the egg girl believes in the cultist, like is full 100% on like, we should listen to him. He's the best, even though as he's attacking them with needles and, and doing all this stuff. And we also see that Rika, ha- I, I don't know if she actually did cut herself again. Um, cause, cause she no. does do the self harm, but she had gone to do it and then saw uh-huh. the turtle and decided not to. Right. Yeah. This was a, this was a moment of like, Hey, I I defeated it today. I'm proud of myself for doing it today. Um, hopefully, I can do it again tomorrow. It was that kind of moment. Right. But the cultist calls her out and then uh, kind of needles her and actually starts swaying her with his, you know, cultist logic. And the other girls start calling over the pendants of like, don't give up, don't give up. She gives up. She gives up. <laughs> the turtle, her turtle saves her. And of course, the turtle's in giant form in this world. The turtle saves her and she realizes, oh, I'm like your mother. And I don't want to be like my mother, so I'm not going to give up. And they work together with her turtle. They do this awesome, cool combo attack where he, he spins like Gamora and she hangs on and uses her blade and they turn into a giant saw. Uh, <laughs> really cool combo attack. And then all the girls give her a bunch of hugs. And she I really like the ending scene of this episode. This is episode seven. She sits with her mom and her mom makes this comment about like, I'm worried that someday you'll abandon me. And Rika says, well, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Both, both. It's so bittersweet, right? Like, yes. (laughs) Uh, What I didn't like, I get what is I's issue. And she comes, she overcomes it at the end. But her whole like, I hate my mom, too, because she's been super caring and supportive. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. She even still lets you sleep in a bed that's clearly for toddlers because it has that like canvas on the top. My wife right. wants you to know she found adult versions of those beds. Uh, Seriously? And, yeah, because I, I told her about that. And she's <laughs> like, no, look, you can buy those in adult size. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I guess some people never grow up. I want one. I don't want. I know I want one too. <laughs> I I'm actually just. I'm actually just jealous. That's all it is. <laughs> I want a bed with a starry canopy. Uh, then in episode eight, it's an entirely a recap, narrated by 
uh, Uraka. I was really disappointed by that. Not the narration. The narration was great, but the recap. I was about to. I was just about to say the same thing. I was like, I really liked the because. Well, okay. So in dub, I love both those voice actors, um, and especially uh, Aka, uh, just his sultry voice, just the best. <laughs> well, I like Guru Aka's English voice better, and he he's from something, and I could not figure it out. He's so familiar. Anyway, uh, yeah. I guess it's good if you're like if it's some of the stuff is going over your head. This can kind of help put everything in front of you, but it's definitely not a good sign when you're having to recap eight episodes. I mean, you, you guys remember when we used to watch Dragon Ball Z, right, on Toonami, and yeah. you're like, "Oh man, next episode, yeah, next episode," and then they'd spend like eighty percent of the episode recapping or just powering up. That's what this felt like. It was like, "Come on, guys, we don't need this filler. <laughs> just tell us more story." Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is an effect of the COVID thing or some other studio issue. Yep. Couldn't have been intended. So episode nine, Nehru invites everyone over to her house, which is actually the company that she runs um, because she's a basically a genius. And they learned some stuff about Nehru. Uh, She runs a company. The company has the ability to watch her dreams so they can see her in the dream world. Oh, but it's only black and white. Someday they'll have it in color and it won't be fuzzy and they'll get sound. She was born through artificial insemination. She doesn't have actual parents. Lies. And she takes them to her former best friend who's currently in a coma because she was actually another artificial inseminated child genius that was experimenting with death and got (laughs) herself into a coma. And she was like the medical officer of the company, too. Um, And then we see a Wonder Egg battle where her friend in the coma is the egg girl. But she's like, oh, you have to let me die because alternate realities and I'm kind of from an alternate reality. Or no. Uh, Yeah, this is where it falls apart. Yeah, this is, it gets a little rough here. Yeah. Uh, And they defeat the monster by solving an impossible math problem um, because it was a scientist that they didn't like at their company. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't even defeat him. He defeated himself. Yeah, he committed suicide. <laughs> now, I've got it. I've got to say, um, I I was reading about in the wiki. I was like, okay, got to refresh my memory. It's been a week. So tell me about the pride chicken again, because I <laughs> I remember loving his name and hating the character, because that's what this particular trauma is called. And somebody posted in the comments on the wiki a fantastic theory, and so I wanted to share that. And that is that the reason why he killed himself is because he's not really her trauma. After all, this character in the egg, she was she died by accident. Right. She was she was doing suicide, not suicide test. She was doing death testing, like you were saying. So the only reason this guy even showed up as any kind of a sort of trauma at all was because she was more worried about what was going to happen to her body. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wanted to do was like cut her up and find that's out. That's right. He wanted to experiment on her. Yeah. And so that's why this wasn't a genuine like suicide drama or trauma that would drive her to suicide. It's just a, a sort of trauma. And I, I actually thought that was a really good differentiation between the standard wonder killers that we see. I, I get. Yeah. I just. And why I it killed I, itself. I have issue that there would be other types of wonder killers. And there's there's mm-hmm. the one at the end. Uh, eyes. Wonder yeah. killer that yeah. 
completely negates every other wonder killer but we'll get to yes that. yeah well plus the fact that um since this one shows up and is not really responsible for her committing suicide because she didn't commit suicide mm-hmm. i mean technically she did because the experiment did kill her and she did the experiment right but how does that how is she then influenced by that third party how is she then even qualified to show up in an egg Right. Like it just adds a lot of questions there. And the whole parallel dimensions things just completely destroys the egg world. It's just so it extra just destroys it. Yep. All right. Um, when she comes back, she's like, Mary's like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to pull the plug on her. And all her friends are like, whoa, no way. Where did this come from? <laughs> uh, except for she didn't come back. She had already she had basically invited them over to watch them have her watch them. Watch her pull the plug. Why? And they're like, Why? no, no, no. So they all leave. They're like, screw this. We're out. I goes back and helps her go pull through. Pull the plug. Yeah, they pull like, the plug. It, this was such a confusing episode because it was like, okay, are they for it? Are they against it? Like, I changes her mind partway through. Well, and Nehru uh, explains to I only that this is what she wanted. I met her. I talked to her. She wants this. She's like, well, why do you start with that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and not only that, why do you need to bring these girls into it if she yeah. wanted it and you were just going to do it anyways? Why not just deal with it on your own? Right. Especially uh, given what Nehru is. I'm going to speed up a little bit to get us to our ending. Um, okay. The next episode was about Momo. We, we see her on a date. ends up being a dream, but she really does have a date that day. Um, oh, and we saw... Oh, we also got to talk about Akka and Uraka. We're, we're talking with Nehru's company lady who they apparently the bosses of and they're talking about the temptation of death and how they're all involved in this thing and uh and the girls yeah and the girls overhear him overhear them so they confront them in this episode and they explain that they were the founders of the company they were formerly scientists who were actually named Akka and Ura Akka which is insane but uh, <laughs> that isn't their robot names. That is their human names they brought with them to robot bodies. Anyway. Yep. yep. Uh, and and then, but then they find out Momo went on a date, so they quit asking questions. And they're like, wait, shouldn't they have more questions? They're like, teen girls, man, what you going to do? And I, I like that because yeah. that, that's spot on. Yeah. We need you to become warriors of Eros. I don't know if that's said here, but that one's just like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> But again, Uraka being like completely blatant with them, like, yeah, this is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then this is where they explained they were scientists. Um, but yeah, they talked to Momo about her date. She had been asked by a boy. She put on a pretty dress. When she got there, he had thought she was a boy. And so right. he didn't want to have a date. Um, so she's having a rough time. Then she gets, we see her Wonder Egg mission, which is a really rough one. It is a, a, girl who identifies as a boy raped by her kendo teacher and got pregnant and then committed suicide yep uh momo manages to defeat the wonder killer gets a kiss uh very happy with the kiss and then a curtain appears around the statue of her friend and it opens and her friend is there and she takes a few steps and then she disappears and she's like oh she's come back to life i've done it and then this Butterfly moth girl appears. And when I say that, there's a body of a girl, a high school girl, 
and then there's wings wrapped around this tiny little speck. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they and then they unwrap and, and unfurl and there's a little mouth there and she kills the alligator and mm-hmm. then forces she eats momo, some of it and then she, yeah. she, she eats some of it and forces momo to eat and this apparently is creating the fear of death in her uh, so that she won't come back to the the, the wonder egg world and and this is what happens when you complete your thing. These these monsters. Um, her name was hyphen. hyphen. The next one we meet is Dot, and the third one is the best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I actually absolutely loved the introduction of this character, even though she kind of took this story into a more um, yeah. physical horror <laughs> instead of. Sort of like the theme being the horror aspect of it. Um, but I, I absolutely loved the character design and I loved how creepy it was and how, you know, now I'm really curious about who Thanatos is and what the warrior is this, what the warriors of Eros are going to have to fight against and what are they, where'd they come from and why are they doing that? All those questions, I was just, I was just filled with them and I thought this was a great introduction of um a really interesting villain or maybe even set of villains and then i realized oh wait we're on episode 10 uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh um yeah then we meet the next one whose name is dot she has dragonfly wings she's a vegetarian so she does not eat rika's turtle but she does force <laughs> rika to eat it rika pees herself in this scene um, as her weapons are destroyed right in front of her so she all so she had also uh, got the curtain around her friend, brought her back to life. Um, and Dot's favorite line is, Frill says that it makes people happy when you laugh. <laughs> yeah. She just keeps laughing the whole time she's doing these atrocious things. So then we, the next scene is I going to the Akka's house, going into their house, seeing a room about all these studies and data on suicides in, uh, by teens in Japan. And, Uraaka sits her down and tells her the entire backstory. And I'm going to try to get through this quick. There were two scientists. They were always watched by a corporation. So they got bored and they decided to create an AI human. So they designed her, built her a biological body, implanted a chip into her head, birthed her at age 14. So she'll be that age forever. Made her name herself. She called herself Frill. So wait a second. Sorry to have to do this, but how is she an AI? Just because she says, or they say she's an AI? Because she has a fully biological body. Except for the microchip is her brain. But does she have yeah. gray matter? It, they I, didn't can't, I can't explore answer that. it that far. <laughs> See, the reason I have an issue with this is because there's another character later we find out is an android in the exact same way, another AI, exact yeah. same thing. And it happens to be Nehru. And she spent a lot of time in the medical facilities because of all those injuries that she sustained. And she went through a little bit of physical therapy. And you think that with the MRIs and everything else that they must have done to this extremely wealthy CEO of a company... To ensure that she was doing well, they would have found out she was not human? Now, technically, you can put in your have in your medical chart that you can't have, like, an MRI. I don't know hmm. about an X-ray, though. An X-ray, yeah. I would think, would be able to see a computer chip and would make sense. But 
that they'd have to do an X-ray specifically of the head. They don't usually mm-hmm. do X-ray X-rays of the full body just because they usually only mm-hmm. MRIs because of their magnets. Though you can have a hey, if you have a pacemaker, you can't go to an MRI machine. Um, you know, metal implants and stuff. There are people who just can't have MRIs. Yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. But did you do you remember the scene where they put the skin on her? Like they they put a skin on her and then it just kind of like tightened up. Or wait, am I? No, I'm mixing that up. I'm mixing that up with the machine because I watched a little thing about that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But honestly, though, okay, that was one issue I had with this because they basically created life. Yeah. Um, So that's a this is a big deal that they're just kind of like, meh. We got bored. We created a life. Yes, exactly. And they do it again when they create those Pokemon monsters for the girls. They create life then too. And that is just ridiculously OP for these characters, given the the context of the rest of the world that's going on around them. To have just these two guys that are capable of creating life is just, whoa. But go on. <laughs> life goes on for these three. They uh, treat her as a daughter. They actually they they even said we did this to forget she was an AI. We literally created this so that we would think she was a human person and would just live with her at age fourteen forever. And they programmed flaws into her deliberately. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we meet the character Azuso, who's a girl they meet at a science conference that they both clearly are into. Uh, but she only falls in love with Akka. Uh, and so she moves in with them, marries Akka, gets pregnant. And then Frill uh, murders her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but by throwing electric uh, a hairdryer into her bathroom mm-hmm. she dies but the baby survives Akka, in his rage uh locks frill into a storage apartment in their sub basement i have to complain again i know <laughs> just make it a fast complaint you're the okay. one who has to who who, who usually has to end so you're keeping know, yourself up sure sure um so I have a serious issue with this because they deliberately created flaws in her, but then they stopped paying attention to her, so they stopped seeing her flaws. They're dumb. Oh, yeah. They oh, are yeah. so dumb. Maybe they deserve the dummy bodies. Like, <laughs> dad joke. They're so dumb. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they, <laughs> yes. Dad, oh, I love your shirt. That's great. Dad joke. <laughs> I can't compete. It's true. <laughs> um, but, but just, the whole concept that these guys were smart enough to create her, smart enough to put flaws in her so that she could be convincing as a human being because human beings have flaws and AIs don't have to have flaws unless you put them in there, which I think is actually kind of a fallacy itself. But um, but then to to then punish her for her flaws by both, you know, physically beating her or whatever Akka did, throwing her down the stairs and then throwing her into this storage compartment. Why didn't you just turn her off? She's a robot. Why couldn't you just turn her off? She's not a robot. She's a biological being with a computer chip for a brain. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then why would you lock this biological person with a computer chip for a brain in a dark compartment the size of a coffin for 15 or 14 years? Like that sort of solitary confinement is the most, that's horrible torture. So I think, I think that's the part of the point. That they are also horrible for what they did to her in retaliation. Yeah, I just... Uh, you Couldn't they just reprogram her? 
Couldn't or, they just like or, mess with the chip a little bit or kill her? Or, yeah, or kill her, which they do later. But like, or, uh, they got to be able to just fry the chip. If the chip is her brain, they could just fry the chip, hit her with an EMP or something. If she's a robot and not a person, then how does it matter? But instead, they torture her. I just, I don't get it. It's it's stupid. <laughs> For them, I mean, like their actions are stupid, and True. I do think that that kind of reflects a little bit on. The writing maybe was a little bit hasty and didn't think through what they were doing with these characters. Um, I, I, I think the anime isn't trying to say what they're doing is smart. I think the anime is trying to say they are making stupid choices on purpose. Mm. In, in in characters who aren't emotional, who literally thought, hey, let's just create a daughter, uh, a familial connection with science, because that's all we know to do, suddenly mm. get a major dose of the real world and act in an insane manner due to it. You have a good point there. That is a good point. They are ill-equipped to deal with it if they're so narcissistic that they think they can create life. Right. Yeah. Like these are, these are bad guys. And, and I think at this point they would probably admit that as well. I mean, and also like Uraka sitting here wishing he wasn't married to his best friend's wife and living yeah. with them. Like they, th this is a screwed up situation from yeah. top to bottom dysfunctional yeah yeah i'll um, have more later yep okay uh <laughs> anyway a uh, little girl grows up the the baby that survived and her name is amari and they raise her for 14 years and then one night she um tells uraaka hey i know you wanted to marry my mom wait for me i'll marry you and then does the mouth popping thing Oh, Frill, yeah. Frill always used to do. And he's like, what? And then she, that little that girl commits suicide that night. Mm -hmm. um, he goes and pulls Frill out of that storage compartment, which is now full back. of wires and computers. Yes. And you're going to be like, how did those get there? How did they get there? How did they get there? Like, that, OK, the better so, question is, Troy, how do you know he was going to complain about this? Because I had the thought, like, <laughs> did she move the wires? Did I don't. I only have one guess. Mm -hmm. Technically, Dot and Hyphen are alive because it showed Frill say, hey, I want to create friends. I wanted to make them my yeah. own. She creates Dot and Frill and the other we will get the name later. <laughs> uh, maybe they were like, well, why not just set her free instead of just putting yes. like a, a yes. computer monitor and a wire down there for her? That was my thought, too, oh. is like maybe it was those. Maybe it was Imari and maybe that's why she's doing the sound thing right the popping maybe it's because she's actually been interacting with her and talking with her down there oh uh, she, i i think she's possessed you think she's possessed by frill yeah but frill how did frill get to her without you know if, if... exactly yeah yeah and but at the same time like with dot and hyphen and the other one why did they let them live <laughs> like if frill has proven and she's the one that they created if she's proven to be unstable and unsafe why would you allow her creations which are clearly the thing of nightmares they, they're terrifying why would you let these things live so i kind of have the inclination to believe that they're dead already that they killed them and then that that's why they're visible in the egg world is because they're dead so then that leaves us with nobody put the wires down there for her they're just there yep. <laughs> So Uraaka grabs this little girl and, and he's like, you're a monster. He's like, she's like, no, I'm the thing you created. 
and mm-hmm. uh, he sets her on fire. <laughs> yep. Takes her to some outside alleyway and just burns her there. Yeah. And then after that, Akka and Uraka start studying suicides and are like, oh, I guess this AI we created has been influencing people into suicide. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This episode, I was enraptured with what's going on. I'm like, the sci-fi twist. I'm like, oh, cool. AI, yeah, this is all cool. And then we get to the end of that, and I'm like, so every suicide we just saw doesn't actually have the weight of, like, real-world problems. You just threw all of that away for a (laughs) sci-fi twist. Like, we've been dealing with such heavy themes, and you're like, nope. What? Actually, it's a computer, girl. You got (laughs) Inception. Yes. I was so upset um, that this 100% undermined all seven first episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- that's what I was into. And then, yeah, I, I'm 100% with you, Troy, that I was like, wow, we're getting some cool answers. These are some cool concepts. Oh, none of it matters. It was all this AI's fault. Are you kidding me? Yep. Who wrote? <laughs> and who is Thanatos? Yeah, now that, that Thrill is the big baddie, why do they keep saying Thanatos? Is that just like a poetic reference that they're assigning to her? Or is there... Because that's when I was like, oh yeah, like a persona, like a god thing. Okay. Yeah. And then they're like, no, but actually an AI. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also want to point out, I just made that Inception reference. That's because when I made uh, You Just Got Freddy Krueger to reference to my daughter, she went, who? Oh, and I was like, no. oh inception and she's like oh i get that i'm like all right god dig it oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um it hurts but it does it does but yeah this this was really something because if this um okay okay there was another issue i had here if this robot this ai can't change can't grow can't learn can't do anything except what she was programmed to do why would we ever consider Nehru to be capable of doing more than she was programmed to do? Well, where are you getting that she can't grow, learn? Which I don't think she was programmed to cause people to commit suicide. I'm pretty sure that's a learned behavior. Well, the question is, why did she murder uh, Akasuka or whatever her name is? Was that because of programming or because of human? Why would you need to put flaws into her? Unless, so was it the flaws that caused her to do that? Or was that her developing and deciding to do that? Both. I got the impression that she's only capable of doing what she's programmed to do. Like, not a genuine AI, but more like a simulation of an AI operating on parameters. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that. But I quite, I, they said AI, and I just, I think I just assumed learning, growing. Boy, if she's learning and growing, then that's even worse because now they actually took a thinking, fully functioning cognitive mind and shoved it into that solitary yeah. confinement. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Jason, real quiet. Say something. <laughs> I know it's I, been a no, long episode. I, I know. I just, I'm upset. I, I, <laughs> Like I said, there were some really cool themes going on here. Um, there was some great storytelling with Frill tied into Nehru really well. And then we, we just decided, you know what? Uh, 
depression doesn't kill people. Frill does. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it just I, I felt so empty after that. And I was just like, this is not. This is not the anime I was watching three episodes ago. So, um, yeah, it, it, it. The backstory was cool. I liked learning about Ura, uh, Ura and Ura Rock. Uh, God, Aka Aka and Ura Aka. Aka. Um, I liked it was neat that the company was together. But I think what really kind of explains all of this for me is that scene where the girls stumble upon Aka and Ura Aka communicating with the company. And they're like, what happened? Like, are you guys in on this? Like, what, you know, what's going on here? And then it's like, oh, I had a date. Oh, girl talk. That that's that that sums up what happened with this anime. To be fair, I was just as interested in Momo's date at that point, so I was like, <laughs> we'll come back to you, backstory. Momo's date. We gotta go talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so. Right. I, I, I agree with that. Girl? <laughs> but that, that, Just kind of where I'm at. I, I don't mean to be quiet about it. I just, I don't have a lot to say about it except for my criticisms, because yeah. I kind of disconnected from the last couple episodes because of this. I was like, so these intense battles and personal growth and character arcs don't have the same impact as they would if we were dealing with an abstract retelling of real life problems and real life issues. Now we're going to go to sci-fi bad guy makes teen girls commit suicide. That's a different story than what you were telling. I, I'm, I'm into that. I'd like to see that anime too, but that's not the anime I signed up for with the first seven episodes. Mm -hmm. All right. Pushing ahead. I visits with the other girls. Momo, Momo and Rika are like, you weren't there, man. You don't know. And they warn her about using her animals. So uh, when she goes to her next mission, she refuses to use uh, her lizard. And Akka forces him to come out to kill the, the haters. And then she breaks her egg and the egg girl is I. And she's like, why is there another me here? And Akka and her Akka are like, oh, yeah, don't you know there's parallel universes? And in another Ugh. parallel universe, you committed suicide. And apparently yeah. uh, the eggs you've been uh, fighting could be from any universe. And so now you have to save yourself. So, so none of it effing matters. Sorry, yeah. I, it, 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 go go on. Yep. <laughs> uh, this, I drowned herself in a pool because she never had a friend. And, and one thing I has come to, uh, we skipped over the whole, the t talking with the teacher. We had talked about the painting, but that scene happened. And she asked what happened to uh, her friend. And she's kind of come to the conclusion, I don't really care why she killed herself. And I kind of know that she used me, but... Her friendship still gave me strength, and I, that was a positive in my life, so I'm still thankful for it. Anyway, this eyes uh, wonder killer is her teacher, slash soon-to-be stepfather. Um, not because he actually did anything to her, but because in her mind, she's just built him up so much that it's caused her to commit suicide. Which now puts into question every other Wonder Killer before. Was that actually bad people? Or right. did I just think my coach was a little bit of a bully? Exactly. Again, you've completely undercutted your message. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, there is a great scene, though, here. And I kind of already referenced it earlier. 
I oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe because she's from the parallel universe and they did already say that anytime you make a decision and sometimes when you don't make a decision, it splits off and creates, you know, it's just regular theory there. Maybe this one was a creep. Maybe he did do bad things. No, they asked the eye and she's like, no. They asked okay, the other eye and she's like, no, he didn't do anything. Okay, never mind. Then I thought I thought that happened. Oh, anyway. You're probably right. It's been a week. I'm having trouble recalling the detail. Yep. Uh, there's this... <laughs> I they fall into a pool and they almost die as he's spraying like poison paint. It's another guy shooting paint. It's almost the same as the second bad guy. Um, it's not even clever. <laughs> it's like we just reused an idea. She ends up face to face with Kyoto and 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 Kyoto's like jump off the building with me and she's getting ready to and then she's like no I don't want to. Do you did you regret this? And asking the other eye did you regret this? And they're both like yeah. Which, okay, I love that scene because we had the scene before where, like, if she had asked me to go, I would have jumped with her. And now she's the pushing back against that. Because when she said that, I was like, I, please change that. Please update that. Please grow from that. And they did. So thank you. Um, and I thought that was a really powerful character arc to, to, happen, to confront that, have that moment come up, and then choose better. Um, and then she smashes through whatever world she's in back to the Wonder Egg world she was in, defeats the teacher saves I, and then another bug girl shows up. This one's name is Kirara Rodriguez, matured 18, in Roman numerals, <laughs> Evening Star SS Plum. Awesome name. That's that's her whole name. And she... I <laughs> uh, gets her lizard put away in time so it doesn't get killed. And so... But the thing is, these girls are like, either I kill your animal or I kill you. So she attacks I and takes out her eye, literal eyeball. Uh, but it's the other universe I who sacrificed herself uh, and and then I wakes up. So that's... A, dead, a dead girl qualifies as the life that this crazy bug girl can take. It doesn't have to be the lizard creature. It doesn't have to be a real person in a dream. Great point. We still have the special episode, uh, which <sighs> the first half is a recap <laughs> again. And then the second half starts with uh, Nehru waking up and she's having a little bit of a conversation with herself through her slippers about uh, what she's going to do that day. She meets I and then walks away from I, but leaves her pet lab rat at I's house to take care of, uh, and doesn't answer her phone. And then I meets her best friend, who she's brought back to life, and her best friend doesn't recognize her, because she's apparently the her from another universe. So you're not actually bringing them back to life so much as stealing a person from a parallel universe? That's not what I got. What would you get? Uh, what I got was that there's a noise that's created in order to readjust the timeline, because if they knew you and they knew whatever it was that made them commit suicide. commit suicide. Yeah. So okay. they have, they have to have this like noise interference that deletes you from their history, which is weird because you're not the one that caused them to commit suicide. And they remember everybody else, which means that they probably remember the trauma from whoever that was, or why couldn't they just edit out the trauma? Except for this one seems to have friends. Yeah. This one has friends too, which is also because you find out that Momo's uh, friend is back and she's dating a boy now. Yeah. Like it's, it's just weird. This is weird. No. I thought she was dating a girl. Nope. Dating an older boy. Oh, okay. Um, um all right. <laughs> anyway, so being confused why her best friend doesn't know her, she goes to see Nehru. Nehru doesn't recognize her either. 
And she's like, okay, what's really going on? We eventually, we eventually find out that's not Nehru. It's Nehru's sister. Uh, Nehru, but it's not. The head, the second in command of the company takes her to say, hey, I want you to see Nehru's last dream. And there is the albino best friend of Nehru that, that, she, that had been in a coma. And she's like, wait, I saw you die. And she's like, you did. I'm from a parallel universe. Uh, also, I created Nehru. She's an artificial intelligence, just like Frill was. Let's watch her dream now. And then in the dream, when Nehru completes her task to save her sister like she had wanted, Frill confronts her and is like, hey, you're an AI. I'm an AI. I can make you human. Uh, and then you realize when she was talking to herself in the morning, she's actually possessed by Frill. And it, they were discussing what they were going to do back and forth. Um, and so then Rika, Rika's there. I didn't catch that. That's good. I had to, I went back and rewatched the scene to see what she said and confirmed. Yeah, that's that's what's going on there. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I was like, what did she say? Anyway, mm-hmm. Rika's involved. Momo is like, I don't want to get involved. There's a scene where they sing karaoke of the closing theme song or the opening theme song, one of the songs. Um, but okay. that night, I is called by Nehru and she gets scared and throws her phone away. And then she goes and cries to her mom. And then decides, I'm leaving all of this behind. She changes schools. Uh, months go by. I think six months go by. Yeah, something like that. Comes across the area. She last saw Nehru and, and suddenly finds her resolve very, very suddenly. Runs back. Yeah, to She's walking by some girls that are walking down the street. And the girls happen to be having a conversation similar to the one she had with Nehru. And she's like, oh, memories. So so Nehru has officially disappeared, uh, possessed by Frill. She goes back uh, to the to the Wonder Eggs and buys one. And she's like, I'm going to save Nehru I'm back on mission. And, and then, that's yeah, and that's how it ends. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> doing the double yep, peace sign. sign. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that was really irritating because this was even marketed as the conclusion like, that's what it was called. This special episode was called The Conclusion. Yeah, this was supposed to wrap it up. Yep, and at the at the end of it, if you watch through, like, the credits and everything, it says, then it's over. It's over. Yeah, it <sighs> definitely feels like we're about to jump into a season two to me, but with all yeah. the production issues, I've seen nothing about an announcement of season two. I don't know. Uh, I I guess I am inter- trying to interpret... I'm trying to interpret the story as planned to go forward, because I just can't see this as a lot a, pers- a choice to logically end the story. I agree with that. Same I here. agree with that. I don't Anymore. think they're going to get a season two, but I agree with everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I actually I agree with that. I don't think they'll get a season two either, based on everything oh. I've, I've seen. Um, any last thoughts on this uh, finale? Painful. I'll save it for my final review. Okay, let's go to final review. Jason, you're up. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like I said, it, it's like there were two different animes they tried to squeeze together. And in the last, like in the first half, we've got four girls dealing in an abstract way with depression and suicide and ha- growing as characters and having great character arcs. In the second half, we have multiple universe with timeline changes, AIs that affect girls to commit suicide. It, there's just too much going on, and they just fumbled the landing really hard. I understand there was a pandemic. I understand that they had production issues. 
those things are are controllable by the studio. And so it yeah, I have heart for the artists and for the editors, but in the end, you know, it's the studios you know, we need to lay the blame for this on the studio's feet. I give it a two. Like I, I really enjoyed the first half, and I felt like the story was just taken away, and I, I started a new anime at the second half. So, all right, Jeremy, what'd you think? Um, I, I think it has a lot of elements that I really like. When I, when it was first starting in in episode one, showing me the egg world and showing me the different fights they were gonna get in, I was getting like baby Gantz vibes <laughs> like come on give me some of that i want to see some real consequence and some horror and some some real suspense in here and then it just slowly got more and more um for me at least it, it slowly got more and more um i don't know emotional and a little bit repetitive because while i was impressed with the way they handled the different kinds of suicide traumas I kind of got a little bit frustrated at times with just how it kind of came across as formulaic to me. Like it, it was very episodic and I, I didn't like that part of it. And I didn't like how some of the things immediately started unraveling um, as far as like the, the rules they set up for themselves about how if you save a girl in the egg world, too bad, you're not really saving them. You can only save yourself. But then later you have the uh, albino girl showing up and she's like from the parallel dimension. So presumably she was like saved and brought over or something like it's just it's so weird. And the wounds not healing. There are so many things that that seem to flow contrary to the rules that they lay out that just don't make sense. Uh, and and the sheer magnitude of the power that the Uraka uh, or Akka and Ur-Akka have in their ability to create life, influence the dream world, watch dreams of whoever they want to watch. Um, they live in the dream world. Like, they're in the egg world. They can create creatures that have different bodies and purposes and functions in the egg world than in the real world. And, and yet, it, they can't create more robots to go in and do the fighting for them. I mean, clearly Nehru is capable of going in and being a warrior of arrows, right? So why not create a few more AI since they're so powerful and send those AI girls in to be able to handle this. It's all within their power. Like the fact that they introduced science to handle these things, which I totally agree should have been magic. It just created so many, uh, potential faltering, points for logic where you know you just you sit back and you go oh you had all these things to play with why didn't you do this why didn't you do that and that just completely destroyed it for me it had all the elements that i should have made me really like this anime but it was like they did not have someone there to to go over the entire thing as as a contiguous whole and say uh you got to cut some of this stuff or you got to answer these questions or you've got to justify this or make it all magic. <laughs> Just do something like that. So for me, it is a very low two. So while Jeremy cares about like story details and logic, I'm the other <laughs> side. I care about like themes, but you threw those away. <laughs> <laughs> 
you hurt him and you hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you broke your story on both ends. Like, if they had to preserve their theme and to really drive home their message, and I don't even have to agree with your message. I see themes as like thesis. Like you're you're putting out into the world how you feel about something, and it's my job to interpret it and decide if I agree or not. Doesn't have to be something I agree with. But you didn't. You had a theme building and you were like, but also robots. And, and I don't even care if the robots make sense. The fact you add the robots destroyed your theme. Um, and, and that hurts. But I will say, if somehow they found out how to do a season two and, and like, hey, don't worry, we have a long term plan and they, and they do, those themes are coming back and you don't, you don't know the whole story. And I could definitely see that happening with how we end it. Um, I'd watch more. I would. Um, so I'm going to go with a three, a three for me. All right. Our next anime is Vivi Florite's Eyes, Florite Eyes Song. Vivi Florite Eyes Song. This is an anime about a robot apocalypse that happens. And an AI in this robot apocalypse Decides it wants to prevent it from happening. So it's time travels back to the very first AI robot that was ever created. And she's an amusement park singing robot. And she has to, as she just ages naturally through the years, has to, at certain points in time, prevent the robot apocalypse. How is she going to do that? I don't know. (laughs) But that's what the story is about. Um, I don't know how a singing robot does that, but it does seem like it has a bit of a, you know, an emotional but also really cool sci-fi twist, and maybe its themes will stick along the way. <laughs> so we'll find out. This is uh, Jason's next pick. It looks good. Jason, you're muted. You're still muted. <laughs> you have a little mute button next to your name, see? Hey, I you don't know how I got muted. That's weird. Woo! <laughs> 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 I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts on Wonder Egg Priority, please feel free to share them at Baka Podcast, the Anime Baka Club at gmail.com, which is our email, or wherever you found this podcast and leave comments with us. We understand these are heavy themes and we're probably smashing over sensitive issues. Mm-hmm. Do realize that, uh, but, you know, that this is the best three Bakas can do. Um, so, if you do have thoughts, feel free to share it. Let us know. Let, uh, we do want to hear those things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about our next anime soon. So I think it's time we say goodbye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Also, disclaimer. No, I'm just kidding. Sign out. Yeah. <laughs>